Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer, and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's version of your show, Raising Expectations on BBS Radio TV. We're thankful that you joined us tonight. You know the purpose of this show is to encourage you, to strengthen you. We try to bring guests on the program each week that are going to lift you up and encourage you in ways that maybe you didn't think of in the past. You know we're all people of faith, and we believe that God always has an answer for us, no matter what we're facing. And we've watched him work miracles in the lives of countless people. So thanks for joining us tonight on Raising Expectations. My voice is a little different. I went back to Texas to visit friends, came home with the same bug that got me there quite a few years ago. But I'm going to make it through tonight, and we're going to have a great time. Let's start again with our co-host. People always ask about our co-host. Beginning on the West Coast, we have with us Dr. Paul Hall, my friend for over 50 years. <laughs> pastor, uh, college professor, teacher, the guy's brilliant, loves the Lord. He's helped me through so many things in my life. 50 years we've been friends. <clears throat> so he is in Lompoc, California, just a little bit north of Santa Barbara. And Paul, we're glad you're here. We are ready to go. You'll be set to go. Now, when we go to the East Coast, watch this. Works every time. As we go to the East Coast, we're going to go to this, excuse me, you know, we've changed our program. We're not going to the East Coast anymore. We've changed our mind. I had a great leader today share with me. They actually live in the South. So they're in North Georgia, which definitely is the South, not far from South Carolina, right where the Chattanooga River lips right around Chattanooga there, not far from Lookout Mountain, where you can see Alabama. And if you look to Dalton, Georgia, you'll see Dr. and Dr. Craig and his wife, Stephanie Thayer, and they are right there in Dalton, Georgia. Stephanie's renowned in the area of health and taking care of yourself, and uh, her husband is a renowned surgeon, a trauma surgeon. He's already booked for me when I need somebody. I'm going to call him wherever I am. Long distance. Hold it, Doc. i got to get a hold of my friend. So they're with us from Georgia, the great state of Georgia, and uh, still haven't had any fudge yet, but we're working on it. We're, they could teach you, don't eat a lot of sugar. We cut back on all the sugar. So in any event, they are here with us, and we're going to have a great night. Moving from the east, south, to central, 
We're covering it all, Stamp. We go to Central America, the great state of Texas. And in Texas, we find one of our favorite pastors, right, Paul? In the whole nation. We find there he is. We find for you. um, Goodness gracious. Uh, Ron. Ron Greer. Ron, I tell you what, if you could see what I'm floating on tonight, you'd know. Ron Greer, I was a riot, wasn't it? It's almost as good as last week, right, Ron? Remember yeah, we only, we only met yesterday. You know, we, don't go to that one. Ron Greer is our buddy, our friend. He is a pastor. He is a counselor. He serves with uh, Man in the Mirror, and he helps guide men to discover who they are, where they're going, what they become, and how to grow to be better husbands, better fathers, better leaders in their community. He's a secret guy that we love to have share with people. His experience, it's vast. We love you, Ron. You can call me Fred twice. Okay. So in any event, in the great state of Texas, you've got it now. We're all together on this. Now everybody's here but me. You all know me. I'm Pastor Joe. Thanks for being with us tonight. Now, here's the best part of the night. We're going to jump right into tonight's program because, as you know, we have with us Janet Price, who I knew as Janet Collins. Janet Price um, is the president of the Federated California Federation of Republican Women. Janet has so many things she's done in her life. You're going to hear about some of these things tonight. Many of us know her, have known her for years, but I just discovered talking to her again when we graduated from high school, just after probably Moses rounded Mount Sinai on his second trip or first trip. Joe. (laughs) Yeah, but but I'm just saying that about me. I won't say it about you. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Sorry. We were in drama together. Janet could do drama that was serious. I don't know why, Ron, but every time I tried drama, Paul, everybody laughed. So it just ended up being the comedy side of it. But Janet Price, we are so glad you're with us tonight. We want to welcome you to Raising Expectations. These are four of the most wonderful people you'll ever meet in your life. And I love these guys and this lady. And they're gonna they're gonna lift you up. You got a lot on your plate. We're gonna make your load lighter tonight. And I pray that we'll be blessed and you'll be blessed as we share together. Welcome. We're going to give you what's it called again, Steph? The round, round of applause. Round of applause from raising expectations. Welcome to our program. Tell us a little about yourself, Janet. Oh, gee, I set you out of the bullet points there, Joe. You mean I got to talk about myself? Oh no! Hey, hang on a second, would you? We no, have a little. Right. I just can't remember my life. Yeah, actually, actually, there was something really cool that took place. I had this thing all set, and then we found out that we had a um, a little bit of a problem with the, with the getting it tuned up on the station where we wanted it. No, no, that's and, fine. I think I can remember my life, but I'm not <laughs> sure. Okay. Sounds better for you, especially the way I'm talking right now. Tell them a little about it, Janet. It was, it was, this has been so much fun to connect with Joe after years. <laughs> And he had the most wonderful voice in uh, high school and uh, playing instruments. And I can just see this has grown exponentially through the years. But when I talked to him yesterday, it was like all those years faded away. Was it yesterday, Joe? (laughs) Maybe it faded away. But it it was like we had talked all those years. 
you know, that's what friendship is. It's enduring. And I love that. And I love what he is doing with all of you. This is very inspiring for me. And I love the fact that he keeps saying encouragement. And that's what I need today. (laughs) So I hope you guys don't mind being my therapists. (laughs) But um, I am a Republican in California. So that's why I need a therapist. But I I was from Glendale. And uh, excuse me, I um, Met my husband, who was from Lubbock. He was a Red Raider. And we were married 52 years. Uh, We moved and stayed in this house that I'm still in for 50 years and raised our two daughters in Sherman Oaks, California. But I was always, always a patriot because my family, all military guys, all military guys. And then I married Gene and his brother, Uh, was base commander of Bergstrom Air Force Base. And so you just can't help but feel patriotic. And then when my husband was in radio, which was his whole career, he was on Armed Forces Radio for 23 years. It was Gene Price's Country uh, Express. And I'm sitting in the room where all these shows were recorded and went out all over the the world, to all the bases. But it was country music. Again, very patriotic, very Christian. And so that's just what I've always been. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I got involved with the California Federation of Republican Women, um, (laughs) once you start being in leadership, you've got to be careful because you'll be there forever. I mean, you can't step back. There's just nothing you can do to get out of it. So I was president of Encino Oaks Republican women for eight years. And then I went to the state uh, ways and means. I also did the LA County as area representative. I was legislative analyst for the state and then vice president the last two years. And so this last January, not this last January, the January before this year, 22, um, I became president of California. So it's been quite a, a journey and sometimes it feels like you're on Colossus, you know, there are the highs and then there are the quick lows and then there are the highs again. And sometimes you can't tell the difference. So I don't know where I am tonight. It may be a high, it may be a low. I have no idea. But being with all of you is the high. And I really appreciate Joe inviting me to be part of it. And I'm drinking out of my Rush Limbaugh glass. There you go. I'll get those. Oh, yeah. Got to have those Rush Limbaugh glasses. <laughs> Amen. Well, I don't know how Roman uh, real in that song. Which is where Rush Limbaugh is Bond, from. Yes. Yes. He would always say those in Rio Linda. <laughs> Miss that Chicken guy. Farmers. Chicken farmers. <laughs> It's true. Although, although my house was in line with the runway for the F-11s, I think. Oh, yeah? The C-5A carriers. Huge. Oh. So I could wave to the pilots. That's how close I was to the runway. Oh, my goodness. What a thrill. Yeah. What a thrill. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's... um. I'm, you know, in a way, it's good that Rush isn't seeing what's happening to our country right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he sure did his best for all those years. And we miss that wonderful voice and his spirit. But we've got to carry it on. We've got to carry it forward. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I'm trying to do here in California, which seems like 
sometimes we're uh, losing, but, you know, we have gained seats here and we have to just, we have 130 clubs here in California Mm. and um, it is a wonderful group. And I have discovered this since they know how difficult it is to be president right now. Uh, How many Christians are in this CFRW? On fire, wonderful Christians who send me devotionals every day, who pray for me, who organize prayer meetings. And if I hadn't been here, I would never have known them all. And I'm Mm. still, I still have a year to go. So, um, but it it is um, (laughs) thrilling, but terrifying. And I think that's what they say about jet fighter pilots. You know, there are hours of boredom and then the terror. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like being a Republican in California. (laughs) I love your opening statement where you said uh, Jenna is an endangered species in our state, a native Californian. (laughs) True. There are too many of us. I mean, they're all going out to probably where you guys live. (laughs) I mean, Jenna, we we moved a year and a half ago. We were both born and raised in California. Yeah, so. I know. It's painful. And I, I look up the news regularly for California. We had Kevin Kiley on. Oh, yes. He yeah, was before the last He got his seat. Yeah. And, yeah. And so it is, it's hard to watch Good, growing up where, you know, in the 80s and 90s, very, very conservative and super wholesome. And it's just, it's changed a lot. So you were born here too, both of you? Yeah. Monterey, California. I was born in Santa Monica. Raised in the Bay Area. Right down the road from Apple Computer. Wow. <laughs> I know. You know, I, I, I'm i sorry about you have, having lost you, but I don't feel God is done with California. That's right. That's I don't. Right. Uh, I think uh, that's what, why. Pardon, Ron? No, no, no. Go, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> oh, if you had a comment right there, I'd love to hear that one. <laughs> I can say I, I agree with you. On that one. I think we may differ. What, what, what party's doing in California? No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. I think he's working <laughs> behind the scenes and is oh, just yeah, working, 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 and has a purpose for us. Yeah. I am praying for uh, revival here. Ooh, I am yeah. praying that the churches, which were shut down during COVID, of course, the tattoo parlors were open, but the yeah. churches were shut down. The liquor stores, you know. Yeah. And the liquor stores, sure, sure. Central, yeah, central. Schools, those, those terrible schools. Um, no, we've all got our own <laughs> ideas about that. But it is um, it is just incredible what's happening. But I feel there's a rumbling, and I don't mean earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> but an under-rumbling of people waking up of people realizing that we've been lied to for decades and it's the lies that have gotten in people's minds and have turned them away from freedom. It's very hard to understand why so many have gotten on this Marxist road. It really is Marxist. It's not Democrats. These aren't the Democrats that you see at all. No. Uh, the Marxists. So I think on the right side, uh, you, you said that um, I, I don't think John MacArthur, Jack Hibbs, and uh, a couple of the folks like that have been more popular or more wide, widely known than they are today. Amen. And, and, and that hard, will continue, right? Yeah, it's, hard, it's hard for people to leave. They're actually in California. They go, no, they're they're in California. So you yes. see that their voice growing uh, yes. and 
my last visit, church is growing. So yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think you're right. There's there's God's doing some work there. Uh, he just, really is. And this is the only reason I am here because frankly, this is hard. <laughs> and I had a nice little life. <laughs> Maybe go go to Hawaii and have a Mai Tai or something. But got to dig in, got to dig in and do the hard work. And even, sadly enough, fighting fellow Republicans. Mm -hmm. I hate to admit that, but you'd think we are all on the same uh, group think. We're not. We're not. Because, mm -hmm. Probably because we believe in freedom mm -hmm. and the other side does not. So you can't be a Democrat and have freedom of thought. You can't disagree. There is no freedom to disagree in the that's new right. Democrat Party. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why it's harder. But mm -hmm. um, but I'm fighting as hard as I can doing all, all that. Well, I tell Tank, my friends that, uh, that I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tank. Go, no, go ahead, Ron. Tank had a thought. You go ahead, Ron. Hold that thought, Tank. Yeah. I, I, was, and I have a number of friends uh, who are in. in some in California, some from California. And, and the ones who are there, I always uh, refer to them as our missionary brothers and sisters. <laughs> God is sent to a foreign land to, to spread the gospel. To the great unwashed. <laughs> oh, yes. Look at Santa Monica today in Venice. Uh, yeah, I mean, gee, it's not the same at all. Well, and I, I was there in the 70s, 74, 70, uh, 73, 74. And uh, uh, and then when the Reagan uh, revolution also, and it is a far cry from what it was. It just, I, we were, we were there visiting. Our son went to California to open up a restaurant for some odd reason. With everybody leaving, he went there and opened <laughs> one. Uh, but he, he loves it. And it's, uh, he's got a but niche. He's still here? He's still there in Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he's been there about three years restaurant? now. He has a, a plant-based restaurant in oh, downtown awesome. Oakland. Yeah. He says it's an amazing uh, niche market for him. I go, okay, fine. Uh, we went to visit and my wife and I are <clears throat> part investors as well. And I'm still doing this. That area is total foodies. Cause my brother lived in Alameda for a long time. You go over, you go to Berkeley, you go to Oakland and there's food like you've never seen. So I'm sure yeah. his restaurant is in a great spot. I, he did. I, 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 I was. We were there. We visited for a while, and I'm, I saw all the places. But it's still, it's like, son, people are leaving California. But anyway, so so far, it's 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 going. He loves it. He loves it. You want to give him an advertisement? It, tell, uh, he's in the roasted and raw. Uh, roasted and raw plant based uh, foods. It's downtown Oakland, right next to the federal building. Actually, there back. you go. Yeah. Good. Take that down, folks. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I, but you, but there, he's there, and, and he's uh, part of a church there, and so you meet people, and you go, okay, you know what? It's not completely lost yet. <laughs> well, one of my favorite. Yeah. It, it, one of my favorite. When I, when I start to lose a little bit of hope, you know, if there was a day when it's tough, and mm. I go, ah. Those things, Ron, that you talk about are, are what lift me up. That and, of course, scripture every day. Mm -hmm. I just am absorbing that like a fire hose mm -hmm. because it's the only thing that's keeping me lifted, hopeful. Um, and I know the battle is his. 
Yes. See, when I start getting a little bit hopeless, it's because I've taken it on my shoulders. Yeah. I've started to do it in the flesh and failed. Mm. So I have to keep recommitting and say, Lord, the battle is yours. The battle mm. is yours. And I'm on board with whatever your victory is. It may not look like a victory to me at the moment, but if you say it is, it is. And mm. I'm on board with that. But well, I have not yeah. lost hope. Paul, did you have a thought there? That's a good one. I was, uh, I was uh, one of my favorite authors. Uh, he's with the Lord now. His name is Bruce Larson. Mm-hmm. And in one of his books uh, early on, he said, uh, whenever someone has an idea, it's always good to give two positives and then say, you know, the other if you want to. He said, uh, he said for example, you know, my son came and said he, as, as an illustration, he said, my son came and said he wanted to go herd grasshoppers in Argentina for a living. And uh, Bruce said, my response was, well, Argentina is really pretty this time of year. And and uh, herding grasshoppers, that's that's got to have its own kind of challenges. But that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, so, you know it's kind of thing like that. Uh, I, I'd like to I'd like to talk about just just for a second, you know, California and, and, and Joe and Steph and, and Tank and Ron, you know, and, and certainly Janet, we all have experience with. California. Um, yesterday, I, I have a little home church, and um, yesterday the lesson was on uh, the message of uh, Psalm 27, and uh, had much to do with David saying, "The Lord is my light, and my salvation; of whom shall I be afraid?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I de- de- developed the point that David was forced into the wilderness. It wasn't his decision. Uh, he he was forced into the wilderness, and. Uh, and but it was in the wilderness that he learned so many valuable lessons. He learned the lay of the land. He learned where the water sources were. He knew where the tunnels were and the resources he needed. He learned guerrilla warfare and those kind of tactics, which would all work together eventually. You know, when when he was established as king, uh, all of that was not for nothing. It was for something that God was working uh, behind the scenes. And uh, I have a feeling that God, most of the time in our perception, is working upstream and we can't see it. Uh, but when he releases the water, here it comes. I mean, it, it's coming. And so, uh, but it's tough, Janet. And I wanted to ask you a question. It's, you know, it's tough. It's tough to get blows day by day by day by day by day and eventually you just want to hang it up and say you know let somebody else fight the fight i'm tired you know i'm worn out uh so uh you've talked about how the scripture lifts you up gives you hope you know recenters you refocuses you absolutely um but specifically uh when we talk for example um, wh- what do you see in your conversations what you hear but what do you see what's your vision uh, for what's on the horizon regarding a conservative resurgence in California, what what are some indicators, you know, that that you're seeing that could be an encouragement to people who are just tired of fighting and fight? You know? Sure, I know, and sometimes I can count myself as one of those, but mm-hmm. I have to keep revitalized every morning. I start with the devotions, and the Psalms are what I have dug into more now than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that um, the the desert experience is most important, and so is walking through the fire. And mm-hmm. I feel like 
I've had desert experiences. Now it feels like fire. And Mm -hmm. I know that the hottest place in the fire is where the dross comes off. So when it starts getting hotter, I'm going, okay, there's more dross. Okay, Mm. there's more dross. The encouragement, Paul, is my connection with um, all these women. We have nine to 10,000 members. And um, I communicate with them often. And we have conferences. Our last one was in Burlingame. Um, And I get my hope from them and from their families. They have the younger generations and then the grandchildren. Um, There is a resurgence of conservative thought. And I think the Democrats have done us a favor because they've gone so far, so far that no sane person would get on board with what they're, what they are um, professing, expressing and demanding. They're demanding. Mm-hmm. So that wakes others up to go, wait a minute, that's not what I want. That's not what I believe. I want a choice. That's I right. want to have choice about my children in the school. Mm-hmm. I want to tell my children there are two genders, God mm-hmm. made man and woman. Amen. Okay. The, mm-hmm. the things that are happening here in California, maybe you guys don't hear it as much as I do. Mm-hmm. It is frightening how evil this thinking is so i think that the worse they get the more people will come into into our big tent because we are the ones who have tolerance they're not tolerant we are it's right we are we profess freedom of thought which is why we can't get the republicans all together it's like herding cats because we allow them freedom you know, right. it's okay if we disagree, but it's not okay. As I mentioned before, the other side, they do not tolerate anything that is outside of their narrative. Mm-hmm. But I believe it has hit the tipping point. I hope I don't have to eat those words. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we're close to the tipping point where people are going to say no. We need a revolution of the kind that our forefathers had. Amen. That's the revolution we need right now. I mean, it's going to happen in California just automatically. When you go from a $17 million uh, state that has a bone, you know, is there Surplus. surplus to a $14 billion deficit. You know what, Tank? No one prints that. The LA Times won't touch that. That's another point. So what I observed, you know, my sister, bless her heart, um, she just listens to um, left-sided media. So, you know, when you ask her, well, where do you get that? Why do you think that way? She, of course, that's her. She's got schizophrenia and some other things. But... um, but that's almost like, and I also heard this from Jordan Peterson, so I'm going to blend these things. So that media does not publish or educate their people. For example, when Twitter came out with Elon, we heard all about it. They did nothing. I mean, I literally watched MSN. I listened to CNN. 
there was no mention of what Taibi, who's leftist, was publishing about these emails and what had gone on. So I think, unfortunately, a majority of that party is just unaware and uneducated and so dependent, which is, you know, the welfare state, that they're so afraid. So that's what makes them so passionate about mm-hmm. defending their side is I'm so afraid I'm going to lose Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, all the benefits I get. Um, it's fear-based. Medicare is one of the terms. Exactly. That and that's <laughs> right. what's upside down about the the people and what the people who believed this, our founding fathers, founded this country on that was independence and that was being you know resilience and starting things and building things and this is the opposite mm-hmm. and covid has played a large part in that one thing that, oh i'm sorry jan one thing i think that's on our side i was actually listening to a podcast that had tony robbins in it so it was about business it wasn't about politics He said um, COVID accelerated some of this, but we're going from a time where information I can Google, you know, tells me whatever to a time of discernment and knowing what to actually do with it. So like to your point about the news that my sister-in-law regurgitates. And if you ask her a question, I mean, she says it verbatim, she has no depth to it. And so we've said, you know, do you know why you believe what you believe? And I do think, especially this younger generation, they are, there are some that are just repeating, but then there are others saying, well, wait, what's the next step? Well, how does that work? Or why is that? And I'm really hopeful that that's where we're going to get to because the media is fear-based and that is what they're feeding off of. And I know California kind of is the catalyst that then pushes oh, yeah. the yeah. country. And we're it's a poster I, child for that. Yeah. It's frightening. But hey, if the finances are not happening, because California's always been what, like the fifth or fourth largest economy in the world, that might be helpful for re-examining. Exactly. We we might need in California that desert experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Started to re-examine, but with just getting the truth out mm-hmm. in the media is a huge struggle. Huge struggle. So thank goodness for Elon Musk. Sure. Uh, I agree with you on on that. And I think there was a reason that schools stopped teaching logic. They stopped teaching it. They stopped teaching history. They stopped teaching anything about what would make us proud of our country and put in, you know, oh my gosh, who who knows what these crazy things are that that now they get credit for in school or college. It's, It's really awful. I, you guys were talking about church and I've, I belonged to Bel Air Presbyterian, which was uh, president Reagan's church. And I worked there for 12 years and um, loved the man. He, he, after he left Washington, he came to our church every Sunday until his health kept that from uh, happening. But it was a wonderful church for these conservative ideas I didn't go for five years because my husband was in a wheelchair and I cared for him until he passed. I've gone back now. I don't recognize the message. It is um, a woke philosophy. Mm. 
And that is so sad. So I'm now figuring, okay, do I dive into the church and try to get that back? Or, but I've got so much (laughs) on my plate here with California. I'll let God take care of that, right? (laughs) Well, we we talk about that on this show. I guess I'm, Craig and I are the only ones that are not, have not been formal pastors as the hosts. And, uh, you know, the Lord's word does not change. Uh, Society changes, social pressures change, but it does not change. And I, I always thought that pastors shouldn't be voicing politics. And the more and more I hear, the more we learn, we need to say truth from the pulpit. If it will not be said from the pulpit, and sometimes Mm -hmm. it is political, where will it come from? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that that was the reverse argument. So, so no education or or awareness of of what truth is on the left, and then and then our education system being so pro left. Now churches being woke, yes, teaching leftist ideas. Mm-hmm. The key is, I mean, go with your feet, right? Get, get to we homeschool. We our kids are not exposed Good for to you because yes. of California school. And and to just give you a little insight. So the ones we homeschool, they're 15 and 16. We also have a 24 year old. He was perfectly fine through the public school system. So the change in eight years was drastic. Same County, same schools. Mm. Wow. (laughs) Stephanie's a great homeschooler, Janet. She's, She's really good at that. We were talking about it. Not every day, just most. <laughs> to no, no, Joe just, the just take it in. Day. Take it off. Just take. Just take it off. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was talking to Joe the other day about, you know, maybe some of you don't remember, but when Nikita Khrushchev came here, mm. actually he wanted to go see Disneyland, and mm. remember Nixon wouldn't let him go, right. and Walt Disney also wouldn't let him go. Remember, yeah. Walt Disney said, no, Khrushchev is That's not right. allowed in Disneyland. That's but right. in that trip, he went to the United Nations and he was banging his shoe on, on the and he was saying, we will bury you and we yeah. will bury you without a shot. We will get in your schools. We will get in your universities. That's right. And so they knew mind control. They know it very well in communist countries. Why they exist, because they are able to take the minds of people and take away their freedoms. They're captives. Janet, Janet, can you mention what you did to the group about, uh, you were talking about that, about the women and what they used to tell us coming out of high school about women and where that's involved. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, Yes. Well, I was saying we've been lied to for a long time and I would peg it back to 50 years ago when women were told you have no identity unless you go out into the workplace and compete with the men. You're nothing. If you're just a wife and a mother, what are you? And the women's movement was born out of that lie. Mm -hmm. And I think at that time, men started being so devalued Mm -hmm. that that was the breakup of the family. Mm-hmm. Because men should be respected. I mean, biblically, we see that men should be the head of the family. They mm-hmm. should get respect starting with their wife to model that to the children. Mm-hmm. 
But when that happened, it was like acid eating up the family values. Mm. And that way kids started coming home now to an empty house because the mother was out uh, and the father was out, both of them competing for the same dollars. And, and there was no family core of family. And I've seen it through the years. And I will say that back then when you and I were in high school, Joe, do you remember when they said, maybe I said this to you too. They said, just have two children, simply replace yourself and have no more mm-hmm. because the world can't take all that population. <laughs> you know, I see it now as a liberal mm-hmm. lie. That mm-hmm. was the beginning of that. Phenomenal what we have bought into. So That's I right. guess we shouldn't be surprised at where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we began a lot. Yeah. So you know what's interesting about the population and you know, don't have extra babies. The majority of people having the babies are conservative and faith-based. So it's sort of a matter of time until there is a shift because <laughs> I pray so. Right. I mean well, Am I well, the, well, the, well, the flaw in that is uh, because numerically it, it would make sense on the surface. Yeah. Uh, but back to uh, your 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 main point of uh, all the institutions that have contact and nexus. I mean, to be quite frank, and control over the kids are completely uh, the Marxist leftist. Yeah. So even though you have conservative families who are having more kids and not only have just a boy and a girl. <laughs> so they, they have you have kids in there and they are by the time they get to college they're completely distorted and then a lot of them go to college and that's the sort of the final straw uh-huh. uh having been involved uh there were a number of very conservative families who worked on uh, my campaigns and also part of the public policy uh things we were pushing through to washington and um i mean solid christian solid conservative families and to, to this day i can i can name off top of my hand, five of them are the kids who worked in my campaign, young conservatives who are completely leftist now, who oh. are no, who are completely atheist right now. Uh, one of the young ladies that worked in my campaign, she left her job in D.C. that came to work in my campaign, lived in my house uh, just to work on my campaign. Is Right now, every time something's on Facebook, she goes berserk half the time because I'm such a bigot. I'm so blah blah. I mean, and this was a 19 year old at the time. So, so that that's the problem, I think. And a lot of those folks. I mean, the other folks who are doing well are the are the homeschoolers. There were there were about a number of homeschool organizations that worked with me and worked for me. Uh, those were the folks who understood if if we want to raise a generation of folks, we got to keep them away from the institutions. So I, I'd say, and that's my advice to parents: if you want your children to grow up and become adults with your Christian values and conservative uh, values, keep them out of public schools, out of public education, out of public universities, exactly. uh, or prepare them well before you send them there. Uh, that, so that's the biggest thing. And, and I'll go back to your, 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 your point, other point. None of this in the schools were by accident. Oh, no. You, you mentioned 50 years ago, you're, you're, you're completely right. They plan, and Khrushchev was right. Uh, and I, uh, and Xi, uh, Xi in China is, has perfected uh, that whole concept and doing a better job at it. Uh, there's a book, if you ever get a chance, uh, you can find it online in, in the PDF form. 
there's a black uh, man named Manny Johnson. Uh, Manny was a, a Christian who got co-opted by communists, became an, uh, one of their leaders and trainers. Uh, and then one day God woke him up and he left the communist party, spent the rest of his years uh, trying to inform people about the indoctrination going on. Manny's main uh, focus at the time when he wrote the book was how they were co-opting the black church in order to <laughs> infiltrate and tra- transform the black community. Um, and one of the things he warned was the government's involvement in the family and how that would uh, destroy it. And he mm-hmm. was exactly spot on. But at the same time, he was sued by the Communist uh, Socialist Party. He was sued by all kinds of folks. Uh, the, and they kept his, kept his book from being printed for a number of years. But I, I can tell you, if you Google 53206, zip code 53206, okay. and you look that up, uh, you'll find that that's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, for about 15 years, had the highest out of wedlock birth rate, women 15 to 25, the highest in the world, and all of them black. Uh, every year to this day, the highest gun homicide rate, the first few few months of the year, is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53206. That's a 95% increase last year. Uh, so all it's had, it is famous, has a movie made of it. Uh, it has the highest incarceration rate of any place in the entire country. Uh, more car- incarcerated and ex- ex-offenders living zip, zip code than any of any place in the country. Uh, 99.9% are black. Now, I say that because we moved to 53206 in 1968, right after the 68 after riots. Uh, we moved there. Why? We wanted to get out of the ghetto. It was a wholesome neighborhood called it mostly white at the time, but you kind of mixture. There were only two households that didn't have a father. It was the Cockerham home and the Rogers home. Those were the two houses. Every, every house in the neighborhood knew you could not play at their house. You were not allowed to. Why? Because every, every parent would tell you they ain't got no daddy there. So I don't want you over there. Well, that's 1968, 69. I graduated in 1973. There were only about six or seven fathers left in that neighborhood. I came back home in 19, got married in 1979. I came back in 77. There were three men in that square block area, three fathers, Allie Greer, uh, Michael Bird, and my, Mr. Johnson. They were the only ones. And I can take you back to the 60s and show you where the social workers and the government came in with the free cheese and milk and, and food and any mystery money. And the caveat was you could not have a man in the house. Yes. And the you women could not collect che- checks not. Yeah. from the government. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, my, my mother, my, my mother, she applied. Our job for two days was scrubbing the entire house of any evidence of my father. No clothes, no pictures, anything. We applied for, for the welfare because we had an RCA Victor stereo cabinet. And she had over, I think we had $200 in the savings account. They said she, we didn't qualify. Wow. Mm. Okay, oh, wow. so Ron, status. How much of a blessing was not qualifying? Oh, absolutely! It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolute, <laughs> absolute blessing. You didn't but, know it. Oh no, didn't know at the time. Yeah. So, so again, I'll, I'll go back to your your point about the destruction of the communists in the in the political system, but more so in the schools and the education. And again, 
look at people like Manny Johnson. They told us how they were going to do it. And they have, they have done it. They were honest, Ron, right? We can't say they lied. They were honest. No, they didn't lie at all. (laughs) We just didn't believe them. Yes. So, so now a question with all that, after all that. (laughs) So as, as, as the leader of the public women, what's a viable strategy or, or, uh, in your mind, what are the things that need to be done to try to reverse this? Well, first of all, CFRW has been secular for a lot of years. So mm-hmm. when I went into the presidency, I promised God I would elevate him. I would glorify him. Mm-hmm. I had a very on fire prayer breakfast at Harris Ranch in July and people were amazed. They had never seen California women raising their hands and singing songs and giving testimonies. And and so I have told God, if I am allowed (laughs) to finish my term without interruption, I'm going to glorify him. Absolutely. Uh, Also what we're talking about, is the mindset and how if something is in the mind, it has absolutely destroyed lives. And it says in the Bible, the renewing of your mind. Amen. This is the crucial part. It's the renewing of the mind. And the more we believe and walk our faith, and the more we turn to the teachings of Jesus and what's in the Bible, the scriptures, um, that is an automatic renewing. It isn't something we can do, mm-hmm. right? We can't say, okay, today I'm going to renew my mind. Right. We let God do it by cleaning out all the guck. I, I feel like, you know, Drano, put Drano <laughs> right through it and clean it all out and mm-hmm. fill it up with the Lord's words mm-hmm. and then have it start from my head to my heart so mm-hmm. that I have more the mind of God and the heart of Christ. I think that will get us on the right. We don't have to talk politics. It's a natural thing. What is so awful about what you said, Ron, it just makes me cry. Um, Because the left has has been determined to reduce the role of men and to emasculate them, to make them look like they aren't important. I saw it on sitcoms. In the 70s and 80s, the man was the doofus. The man was the idiot. The mom was the smart one. You know, she really ran things behind the scenes. But they were setting men up. They were setting up this for the destruction of the family. I really believe it's revival. So I we read a lot of books together as a family. And we read A Wrinkle in Time and there's actually a whole series. There's five books. They're excellent. The second one's actually like a fictional Noah version. I highly recommend it. But so I was so excited when the movie came out, we went to the theater and we left and I was so upset because they made the father look like a complete buffoon. And my boys heard me go off the entire (laughs) drive home. How horrible for you. First of all, a movie's never as good as a book, but they completely made a political agenda and botched a beautiful historical classic book. It was. Yes, I agree with you. This is the whole agenda of Hollywood. So we can talk about the media and we can talk about certainly education, but 
Hollywood has had a big role to play since the 60s. Yeah. And that particular book really is about God. It is a faith-based book, right? So it's it's one thing to take something that's, you know, not that's secular or whatever, but that's not, and they still couldn't ha- handle it. They made Oprah some huge, massive God. You know, they do these weird, weird things. And so I, we see it with some of our older kids, there are certain comments like I, dad, I don't need a man, you know? And so we sit there and we're like, same kind of what you were saying, Ron, like you grew up in our home. What? (laughs) So, so my oldest is 31, approaching 35. One of the nights before Christmas, we got into a, a discussion about men and that, and, and her wanting, if she's at 35, she's not married, she's going to get artificially inseminated and just have a kid on her own. So we were talking in the car going to breakfast, just the two of us, and it kind of came up again. And she goes, you know, Dad, you need to understand that women don't need men anymore. I mean, I can just get pregnant. And then my comment was, my comment was this. I said, hmm. Do you know the common denominator for kids shooting massively in schools is? No dad at home. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, yeah. Common denominator for mass casualties, shooting in a school, Columbine, those things where it's a student, is no father figure at home. That's been the Every urban black area in the country, right? Every single. Or my other comment frequently is Chris Rock. This may be inappropriate, but it's probably <laughs> to keep your daughters off the of poles. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, yeah. Are you all done? I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah, sorry, Janet. You were going to say something. No, Janet. Going to Jake. Jake, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's all right. Are we running out of time? This, I mean, no, I could talk for oh, hours with no, all I, of you. I guess some of them. No, well, we, hey, listen. Uh, Stephanie has one thing she does for us all the time because we do straws and the three guys that voted are three to one. Thank you, Steph. Here so, Janet, to- remember how I mentioned that I'm not a pastor? So I got elected to ask for <laughs> donations because they've done it their whole lives. So um, we, you can go to our website and follow all the show, current, upcoming, past shows. It's at bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations. You can also learn about each one of us. And it takes money to be on the air. I know that's shocking, but everything takes money. We appreciate your donation, even if it's foregoing, you know, a fancy coffee or you just feel generous today. There is no amount too small or too big. There's that little yellow button at the top that says donate and you can donate through PayPal. And if you have any questions or you want to do it another way, you can actually contact Pastor Joe directly. There's a photo of him right there with instructions on how to contact him. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, there's many of you that are faithful and consistent in your sharing and your giving and your watching. And so we appreciate that very much. Thank you, Steph. Janet, doesn't she do a great job? Why would we ever want to do this? I don't know. Stephanie's tired forever. Thank you. I got the job. Janet, maybe we could uh, ask you, we have uh, three and a half minutes. How can we 
And we can all jump in on that. How can we best pray for you and support you, just like we told Kevin Kylie, and lift you up to everyone that we speak with and bring it up on our show? How can we pray? Well, thank you. Uh, this is very hard to narrow this down. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> it's a wide swath today, folks. Um, but I would ask that truth be highlighted. Um, let God's light of truth shine in the darkness and eradicate the lies that have taken hold. Mm -hmm. They've taken hold in our, our, Mm -hmm. our culture. They've taken hold in California. They've taken hold certainly in our governments, in our schools. So I just ask every day that God's light shines on that darkness. And as I said, the darkness is not understood, but that there be a revival too. I am not hopeless about California. As I told you before, there are many wonderful Christians here, evangelicals, prophetic pastors. I mean, it's alive. It really is an alive um, culture that's happening. And I think that will change the politics. I don't think you can divorce politics from spirituality, religion. I don't think you can. And our forefathers showed that they were men of great faith. And what we we see now is a result of separating it. So you're exactly right. That's it. This is what's happened and it cannot be pulled apart. So I would ask your prayers for that, please. um, Just the waking up and, and that men get their identity back. And God told men how to be men. And showed women how to be women, the Proverbs 31 woman, and and how she must respect her man. And that's her role, is to respect him. And what his job is to love his wife. So if you have a family like that, the children are blessed. And they won't be uh, ripe for the picking of the the socialists. They won't be. They will be grounded. Am I taking too long, Joe? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, Janet, that's great. We, we just hit our button number, but uh, we sure want to thank you for being with us tonight. And I'll be talking I'm with you, you, and what a blessing. You're just a blessing. Well, you have all blessed me, and boy, I love, I just love this hour. It's flown by. <laughs> Amen. It has. Well, we're going to ask you to come back, right, Ron? We're going to ask you to come back. So, and Paul's. Give an update in California. Yeah, amen. Paul is our scribe. He's written down cool questions. I know he's our scribe. That's a mess, huh? Way to go, Paul. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you got him too. Hey, well, by the way, yeah, me too. Paul taught me. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. We, we've been, we've been the ADD crowd. We just remember we can't write it down. <laughs> You're so smart, Ron. Hey, Dude, can I ask you a quick question, Ron? What was the name of uh, Ron? What was the name of Manny Johnson's book? It's called Color Communism and mm, Color Communism, Communism and something else. The three C's. Okay, color, we'll find color it. and communism. Yeah. Manny Johnson. I'll, okay. I'll, 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 I'll send it to you. Okay, and Tank, I'm sorry to cut you off. What you started to say well, something? I just Tank? said it's all in the vault. Oh, it's all. <laughs> yeah. 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 Excuse my voice. I apologize for that. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in tonight. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for being with us. And to our special guest, 
Janet, you're just a blessing to everybody. You're in Amen. our prayers, Janet Price. Thank so you. tune in next week. Same time, same station. God bless you, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. All right. God bless you. Thank you again, Janet. God bless. Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much. Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom. It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.